Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Close Traffic Podcast. It's Mike, Charlie, and Johnny. Hope you are all well. As always, I've got to throw it over to my co-host so they can introduce themselves. Charlie, say what's up to the people, man. Hello, hello. How's Johnny, doing? How are you doing, sir? Oh, for Charlie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charlie. It's Johnny. <laughs> Never Johnny's fails. It. Never fails. This is the third. This is the third podcast or show in a row where Johnny is like part sleeping when it's time for the introduction. Well, how is it me? <laughs> I was waiting on Charlie because you started with Charlie, <laughs> then it's supposed to roll to me. But you know what? Anywho. Enough of Mike. Mike, uh, uh, hey, CTP family, family, how's it going? Hope all is well. Um, hope everyone's staying cool because it's it's about 100 Ooh. and some odd degrees here in Texas. And um, my, my, my ceiling fan is melting above me. So, um, but aside from that, um, see, so I uh, got the whole crew here. I know it's like herding cats to get all, get all of us together. So, it's definitely. And uh, definitely an event indeed to uh, to get the whole team there. But uh, Mike, man, how have, have you been, brother? Uh, I am just fine, man. It's about a 101 degrees here, too. But, you know, we have the dry California heat, so it's not terrible. It's not terrible. 101 is 101 anywhere, right? But it's, it's, it's certainly not as bad as where you are, my friend. Mm-hmm. My condolences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man then charlie go bulldogs got you there man right. see in the background yeah there yep. you go charlie five weeks to go huh five weeks Woo. you ready you ready gotta, what's the uh get there what's the over and under under playoffs for you guys this year man a lot of folks are calling it national yeah. championship again three there. i i i mm. i can see it i can see it I can see it. Man, it's so tough in the SEC, though, man. Wait yeah. till next year. Next year will be interesting. Yeah, that'll be the true test. That'll be the true test. Anyway, enough of the three of us. That's right. I know that's not why you all came here to see us today, uh, given the numbers I'm seeing here. Generally, it's far less at the beginning of a show. We've got, without <laughs> further ado, Dwight and Thomas from the Yawman team. Thomas, Dwight, thanks again for joining us today. I'll uh, I'll let you two duke it out to see who wants to introduce themselves first. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> invented it, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> okay. All right. So, hey, hey, uh, so I'm Thomas. I'm the engineering lead for Yawman, and um, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for bringing us on the show. This is a uh, th- this is a lot of fun. Uh, so I am the one who conceptualized the Yaman and built it in the garage. Of course, I learned that's the easy part, trying to manufacture it is usually what <laughs> most work is. And uh, we're getting really close to um, delivering deliver, delivering the Yaman Arrow. So uh, for those of us, for those of you who haven't heard of this controller, it's a, it's a handheld flight simulation device, and we, we will definitely talk. Oh, am I frozen? Oh, I thought it was me. Oh. I, was <laughs> I thought it was me. <laughs> you said I have a good, strong internet connection, so I guess I'm going to drop the ball on that one. Uh, uh, watch it happen to me next. Um, All good. That's his way of – that's his segue to you. That's what it is. That's yeah. Hard yeah. <laughs> turn. Um, yeah, so so uh, to, to jump on what Thomas was saying, uh, I am uh, the supply chain ops lead. 
uh, for Yaman uh, when Thomas Talk had built his, his garage. Um, he he was like, okay, yeah, now we have to manufacture this. So uh, with my experience in supply chain management uh, for the commercial aviation, he uh, he asked if I would uh, help and, and build that process. So that's why I'm here. Very cool. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, while we get Thomas back, Dwight, uh, obviously, right, you just mentioned, you know, you have a, a background in, in supply chain, supply chain management. Thomas, thanks for joining us again. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a pro. These things happen. <laughs> right, we were just talking about this right before the show started in the green room. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Dwight, uh, you know, outside of that sort of what, what, uh, do you have any overall interest in, in I, I would assume so, but, uh, you know, overall interest in aviation, um, sort of any sort of background related to aviation, even if it's a hobby, um, you know, from a hobby standpoint? Yeah. So what initially got my interest in, in aviation was uh, Southwest Airlines back in grade school would do this a, a program called Adopt a Pilot. And so that was the first time I ever got experience uh, 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 with aviation in like a classroom environment. And that always kind of stuck with me, um, really got into World War II history and seeing how, how aviation played a pivotal role in that. Um, and then what's really funny is that in that class, uh, that, that I took, they, they showed us the maps and stuff. And before that it was, they, they never used, they didn't have tablets at the time for their EFBs. Um, and so fast forward, I actually work for a major passenger airline now today. Um, I'm not going to, I don't know what the guidelines is for the company, so I'm not going to say it, but you can, right, right. and you'll find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, I support a uh, tablet EFBs now. So, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Um, I, no way. Yeah. So, so, uh, I'm still part of, uh, hardware and support, uh, for, for technology supply chain for, for an airline. Um, so it's been, it's been really kind of funny to see how that comes full circle, but yeah. I've been involved in some form of employment with, with aviation since, uh, my first internship with them in 2013. So it's been, oh, wow. it's been a long road, uh, at least for my short life. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been, uh, that, that I would say is, is, is how I've been tied into it from personal interest of, of, of history and exposure in the, the classroom to actually now it is my career. That's that, that that's that, that's pretty pretty awesome. I think uh, when uh, when you mentioned you know uh, previously aviation didn't involve EFBs and tablets, uh, Johnny should a tear there because uh, that's sort of the the old school era he's from, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think Johnny Johnny has told us before when he first started flying, you know. Uh, VORs just came about, so it's uh, it's. No, I'm just joking. He's not that old. But, <laughs> he's not that old. He's, he's, got, he's got an affinity for the for the old school way of doing things. In VORs were ten awesome. years in. Just saying, <laughs> not that old. I mean, we had lanterns still, but had lanterns. <laughs> they're they're phasing them out. Phasing did, your, them out. <laughs> did your flight planning under candlelight, right? Yes, gotcha. in the sexton. And yep, I, I, I hear you. No, it's, uh, all jokes aside, Dwight, that's pretty cool. I think, you know, all of us are aviation enthusiasts sitting here today. And I think uh, any any chance that uh, anyone has to be able to turn their hobby and their joy and their passion into something you do as a career is is pretty remarkable. So that's pretty cool. Thomas, you've joined us again. Uh, did you want to pick up from, from uh, where you left off there previously? Oh, yeah, sure. So what was the last thing I said before you lost me? 
Oh man, uh, you started building it in the garage, and I, I don't yep. remember much after that. Okay, so yeah, I, so I built, uh, and I'll answer my aviation background too. Cool. Yeah, so I, so I conceptualized the Yaman controller and put it together in my garage. Like I was etching circuit boards. I was wearing the, the Walter White get up, you know, get up and everything. <laughs> my neighbor had questions and I ensured them that I was, doing, I, was, I was doing something legal. And, and, and I found out late, pretty quickly, as soon as we had a successful prototype, that was the easy part. And manufacturing is just a whole different um, animal. Mm. And that's where mm. a lot of the work has been done. Uh, and as, as, as we introduced earlier, this is something we're making in the USA uh, which has a lot of benefits, and I'll let Dwight discuss that later if you want to ask him, <laughs> uh, since he's supply chain and supply chain operations. Right. But my background with aviation. Uh, so I worked in the airline industry for a good for a, a good ten years or so. I was working in operations research primarily. That's oh, more wow. or less just running algorithms that maybe you could brand as AI, but really it's just building schedules, building networks and trying to figure out, you know, ticket fares and all of that as well. And I left the airline industry after 10 years to work on my side projects that were starting to turn into a full-time job. And one of those was teaching at uh, University of Southern California in the aviation safety and security program. And as I started to interact with a lot of folks there trying to develop a class, I had to do a deep dive into avionics and and that's when I started to get into flight simulation uh, heavily again, because that was just like a quick, easy way to just understand avi avionics systems. Right. And I, and so that one thing led to another, I realized I did not, I wanted to kind of minimize the amount of real estate that I was taking up on my desk. And you can imagine mm. where, where this, where the, my, the wheels start turning and developing this product, developing right. this, this handheld controller right here. So hopefully, so that's so that's my aviation background. That makes sense. I'm yeah, to be involved in this cool. as well, and it's yeah. it's fun teaching at that program. And uh, this is just been a, a side project that's increasingly gotten bigger and bigger and gotten more momentum. So yeah, it's exciting to talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, I I think the I think the timing right with the release of Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. And then bringing that to the console side of things, that wasn't necessarily there or an option or a uh, a, a a real viable option for previous flight sims in the past. So I think the timing just really works out here as it relates to the need for a uh, a, a mobile sort of controller uh, while still trying to maintain that level of immersive experience uh, and mm -hmm. and level of control. Uh, over an aircraft in a flight sim, it's just uh, it's it's definitely uh, innovative, something we've never had in the past, and I no. think it's an exceptional product, and we're we're all really looking forward to it. I think I probably want to segue into sort of right. You mentioned from a supply chain standpoint, maybe Dwight, this is for you, sort of the benefits of of uh, being able to. Uh, <clears throat> not only uh, build and market in the States, uh, but uh, as it relates to the manufacturing and sort of all of the in and outs uh, and the uh, the opportunities that present themselves because, right, you guys are doing most of your business here stateside. Can you elaborate a little bit and share a little bit uh, about that one? Yeah, absolutely. So when Thomas approached me to to address, you know, like, hey, let's, is this, is this a viable product that we could bring 
to market, you know, how would you want to build that supply chain? And this was a time when, you know, you watch the ports just being like so heavily backlogged um, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. seeing all of the lockdowns in, in, in Asia, like China specifically, mm-hmm. and n- knowing how, how much the, con- uh, basically the, all of consumer electronics departments or like companies were struggling um, and, and looking at that, I'm like, okay, I think there's going to be a future trend because American supply chains have really overextended themselves into, into, uh, global supply chains that mm-hmm. it, yes, it's cheaper, but the volatility has become so severe now, especially as we watch the current events. Right. So we, we looked at different regions of the country. I currently reside in Indiana. Um, and, and often viewed as, you know, it's the rust belt, you know, it's, 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 um, not, it's not as vibrant as it once was. And I've just been imagining, I'm like, they're going to come back. Supply chains will come back, or at least they're going to hedge as, as a strong fallback. And so we wanted to get ahead of that. And so I'm like, let's just establish, let's, let's find suppliers that can, um, manufacture, assemble and ship. And after searching through, through various potential suppliers, uh, kind of did my own informal RFP. We landed on a partner in Kentucky and they have been wow. fantastic. Um, mm. and so they, one of the coolest things was like, so, you know, you've got, it's, it's, it's the state of, um, bourbon and derbies. I'm like, mm-hmm. how can you perform more <laughs> Um, and that's so, true. And so, uh, they've been, they've been fantastic partners so far. They're like, yeah, when like, we've got, you know, some some of our suppliers like our second tier suppliers who we've worked with for like 20 plus years and like our our injection mold guy is down the street from our initial you know turnkey supplier um our molds uh steel molds are being made in kentucky as well we we contracted uh several shops where we sent out bids um so we really wanted everything to be within the Midwest or like, like the, the South, I know Kentucky is like, we're technically not Midwest, but, but they're like right just South of the Ohio right. river. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when building that, that, that whole supply chain, our, our idea was keep it central, keep it close, you know, even with like UPS was potentially going to go on strike this week or last week. And they thought, yeah. but we're like, <clears throat> what does the logistics look like if, if, that all freezes up right. um, and so um we have now partnered with sporties um and they are selling our controller as well so we're doing direct right. sales and sporties pilot shop the beauty of from our wow. supplier is that we can manufacture it and literally drive it an hour and a half north to sporties and wow. so and so we've kept a very very tight supply chain um where where we have a lot of control and transparency if we need to go visit for quality control, they can call me in the morning and I'm, and I'm always like before lunch. Yeah. <clears throat> that That's huge. And, and, and Johnny, I think it was you who, and we don't have to name the manufacturer, but another huge manufacturer of uh, flight sim hardware, you went on there recently and couldn't find any of their products, right? Almost nothing. everything nothing. was, was out of stock. And a lot of that is contributed to, again, 
you, you know, your supply chain and some of the other various uh, operations within their group being so segmented um, and overseas yeah. and whatnot. So that, that that's huge. That's huge for consumers. Um, that's huge for you guys, obviously less headaches as it relates to, to running your operations. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. It is. And I imagine, you know, during the whole conception time too, just finding a supplier during like COVID and all that was difficult. Yeah. 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 Especially as like, you know, everyone was backlogged, you know, mm -hmm. you would have suppliers that were very hesitant to, to take you on, um, because they're like, we have no parts. We can't yeah, they can't they can't give to the people they've already got yeah and one of our biggest concerns like you know okay what kind of black swan events could we expect and and, and yeah COVID was one of them um and and uh uh we're like okay what's another black swan event well you know there's taiwan like what happens if that's right. the point and and if you're manufacturing in china and that happens what does that mean if you're assembling finished products in anywhere in Asia at that point, because the trade's going to be disrupted. Um, mm -hmm, right. if, we're, if we're manufacturing finished products in the United States, we can at least manage a spare pool of supplies to keep ourselves going. And then we can modify our build materials um, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, change course. And we actually have runway to change course over time. Um, mm -hmm. and, so, and so that's a lot of our strategy of being able to, to build in the U.S. And, and some will comment like, well, isn't that, isn't that that more expensive? I'm like, well, yeah, but also China's labor costs are also increasing. And the right. volume, if you want to put anything on, on a container, at one point, it was 3,400% above pre-COVID rates to ship. Wow. So wow. Now that's corrected, but what if it happens again? Yeah, um, exactly. So really what we're purchasing here is security. So we don't have our customers constantly asking, like, look, I gave you money. Like, when am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? Yeah. Exactly. And there was they a ton will. of that going on. Yeah, there was a ton of that going on. I mean, all for it to come and sit in the port here in Long Beach. Stuff, stuff, exactly. Stuff, stuff Five miles off nowhere. the coast. <laughs> and frankly, like, we're, we're a small company. Like, we're not, like, a massive corporation. We don't have yeah. the pole with, you know, customs and, and right. you know, right. our container pole. We're, we're kind of at the mercy of, we'll get to it when we get to it exactly there's, there's definitely some internal politics for sure i mean you hear some of the major company i work for we deal with um a lot of one of the well pretty much all of the major um logistics uh, logistics operators there and uh, world in the world and um <clears throat> you can definitely see the internal politics involved and i think outside of the logistic the logistic implications um, the fact that you guys are able to keep the business, you know, keep business within the United States, I think actually speaks volumes for a lot mm -hmm. of consumers as well. I think that's really cool. Thank you. So, um, you, you, you guys had the opportunity to attend, uh, flight some expo this year. Uh, was that your first expo flight some expo? I should say specifically. That is correct. Yeah, as a as a company, that was the oh, sorry. first thing we did. Yeah, for outside of the company, for you guys individually. Sorry, I should, <laughs> I should have specified. Sorry. I'll well, admit your first gonna, one. Yeah, I I did not attend. We were actually uh, my second child was 
12 days old. So while Yaman is oh, a baby, congrats. my daughter was a more baby. So, but thank you. <laughs> congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. Okay. So we'll let Thomas speak to FSX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to a few expos before and spoke at some, but this yeah. was, uh, this was the first one where I was doing something flight sim hardware related. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I remember, and I remember Johnny, I remember seeing you. I remember, and mm-hmm. I remember, um, there, there's a lot of, I remember your face. And I remember interacting with your family and everything and, and working at the Yaman arrow booth. And that was actually just a, that was like one of my highlights that day. And <laughs> oh, awesome. it was, it, it was a great expo. I, you know, even going into this business, there's part of me that says, you know, this is kind of a niche thing thing and then as soon as i went to the expo it's, that was a big affirmation like whoa so <laughs> oh yeah really, really the door door. yeah <laughs> so, for sure yeah it, so it was it was it was a great day it was it was non-stop it was busy and the first day especially i think we got a cumulative total of like 10 minutes of break time wow I, wow it, it it was it was busy i was glad there was a steady pace and we weren't being mobbed excessively but it was right, definitely right. non-stop yeah in your defense i it is a pretty we've been talking about this it is a really niche uh hobby and community but within the last three years it has it has exploded record-breaking numbers across all flights and platforms obviously more specifically uh microsoft flight sim uh but that that expo was insane i don't think anyone expected it to be that huge uh, but it was great and i think not only the representation from here within the states but we met so many folks that traveled all the way you know from asia or asia, europe australia, or yeah. australia you know 18 hour plus flights two travel days right just to get there um it, it was pretty it was remarkable and uh you know we're looking forward to continuing to see that traction and that level of engagement and enthusiasm and i mm-hmm. think that's going to be great for for you all's company as well as as it, all of us being aviation professionals, this is something we really like seeing, right? We like mm-hmm. to see interest, mm-hmm. not just in this hobby, but just it's a gateway to understanding and appreciating aviation. And as, especially for younger generations, it's that's why it's such a nice thing to see. And that's why Johnny, seeing your your kid, you know, flying, that was just so much fun to watch. Oh, that it's was like, so awesome! That was one of my <laughs> highlights too. Right? I, it, he was, it, he it, was to pull him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a full flight lesson right there. It was awesome. It, it, it was fun to give him the flight lesson and just give yeah. him the rundown. And what was just all the more validating for me is like. It's seeing the muscle memory. I'm assuming he held the gamepad before. I think he told me he did. Oh, yeah. Had, Xbox, like, Xbox controller, yep. PlayStation controller. And it was just amazing to see that muscle memory just transfer over. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is fantastic. I love oh, yeah. Memory. Yeah, so. for sure. I think that's. Uh, I think that was one of the um, uh, one of the aspects that really that really piqued my interest. One, I, I do travel quite a bit. And, uh, you know, as we all know, I'm a complete nerd in all things aviation. Right. So it, I think it will be just absolutely amazing to have the ability to, you know, take some simming with me on the go. Right. So mm-hmm. um, the, the portability and just how intuitive the, the, the controls were even to for my eight year old spoke volumes, guys, um, in regard as it relates to um, packing um a desk full of peripherals 
<laughs> onto a gamepad, right? Um, what what was the process in coming to from what we see now coming to fruition? I mean, I, I couldn't imagine just I mean, just the way the thing, in my opinion, the way everything was oriented, I just could not have been better. What mm-hmm. was what, what were some of the challenges that you ran into, Tom? Just trying to brainstorm this guy. Okay, so one, thank you. I'm glad you love how everything's oriented. It, there was there was a lot of iterations behind it. So the one the one that we're 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 manufacturing right now, it has this layout. It'll be a navy blue. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest decisions that we, you know, that 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 we I was trying to figure out, the first two prototypes I made at home, the trim mm-hmm. was actually on the left side, not the right. Oh. And 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 what I found though was like ah, I want to tr- I want to change the throttle more often than I want to change the trim. And here's the thing too: I ultimately realized not all not all aircraft use the trim wheel, and even aircraft that do have trim wheels have like you know a trim button mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you. So I was like, you can also just use the POV, the hat switch, pulled down with a bumper mm-hmm. or something to change the trim too. And so that was like one of those parts of the iteration. And you know there was there was some design decisions early on, like initially I was playing with two joysticks and I thought, oh, that takes up too many axes. And fun facts, to make a plug and play, to make a plug and play uh, controller that works with Windows, Mac OS and Android out of the box without having to install any specialized firmware, uh, you're limited to eight axes. So this one has seven. Really? Yeah, so this one has seven. Um, So room for the future if we ever, ever decide to do that, but. I just wanted it to be simple. I just wanted it to be plug and play and not mm-hmm. have to go through, you know, all of these hurdles to just develop specialized firmware on whatever operating system it was on. Mm-hmm. And also have to go to all of the major simulator players and say, hey, can you develop specialized control uh, support for this controller just because it has right. the axes? <laughs> yeah. So it, there was a lot of design and iteration. It started with me. Um, 3D printing and etching circuit boards in my garage because I just wanted to do the project myself to see if it was worth pursuing the idea. Mm-hmm. And and initially I was trying and what led to that was I was trying to use a game controller and it just I I was starting to make a laundry list of things that was missing for the purposes of flying. wow. And and as soon as I had that laundry list and as soon as I came up with the the vernier poles and the trim I. I told myself, darn it, I got to actually build this thing now because there might actually be something. And the thing I just got to figure out is if it's if I'm making it for me or if there's maybe a boutique product or maybe even something even bigger than that. So so I 3D printed, I etched my garage, I started to iterate designs. And then as soon as I had fully working prototypes, which one day we'll share them on social media later down the road, um, it was... It was very validating, and I remember even handing it to Dwight, who's really not done flight simulation before. I was like, "Hey, fly this!" And he actually, <laughs> he actually was able to take off and land, and had like zero drama doing it. And wow. he was cruising through his, you know, like it was a backhanded compliment towards me. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> I was the type who who would like try to make flight sim work with like a mouse and keyboard, and I'm like, oh, screw this!" Like, I'm right. <laughs> um, and. And yeah, no, Thomas would like send me texts, uh, like like 
pictures of what he was building, you know, North Texas. And, and, uh, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I'm like, I'm glad you're mm -hmm. finding something to do during COVID, you know, great. Send <laughs> 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 me a video where he actually lands it in Microsoft flight simulator. And I was like, wait, like it works. Like, you're not <laughs> like, you know, um, just things that like, yeah, so it worked. And then, yeah, I, I, I flew down there to go visit and, and yeah, I, I did try it. And, and as someone who was, who was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to make the investment in all the flights and hardware yet. Right. Um, and, and I don't like the mouse and keyboard and gamepad controller. Just, it's not intuitive. This was intuitive. And mm -hmm. so that got my buy-in of like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go build this thing. What I thought was so funny though, was how Thomas prototyped this thing. Like he, so Thomas is like, I'm not going to like Rose ego too big here, but he's like, <laughs> when he start building the prototype in a cave. Um, just a lot less smooth. Sorry. I'm on your brother's <laughs> uh, but so like he, he goes on Facebook marketplace and finds circuit boards, like in someone else's garage that they have, like, it looks, they, they're green. They, they look like they're from the 1980s. And, Holy like, smokes. And like, he's, he's using wires and stuff. And like, and like, yeah, so like he got supplies off of Facebook Marketplace. Wow. Bought himself a 3D print. He won't brag about this on his own. So that's why I'll say it. <laughs> that's but awesome. It was really right. You know, and, and, and part of that is like, I kind of wish like American technology would go back to the garage like this. Mm -hmm. um, because oh, everything is like, you know, everything is like, no offense to anyone who like, I mean, like some apps that have been built are amazing. But right. someone thought I said it. I like. I'm thought. I saw it posted somewhere, but they said we need more tangible inventions, and I think that a lot yep. of that innovation comes from garages. And, and there was absolutely a where American innovation really thrived because it came from a garage. There was no bureaucratic red tape. There wasn't any crazy, you know, venture capitalist funding and valuations. Right. It was just build a product, make it work, and be profitable. You know, so that you can go make and further that that you know, innovation. Um, right, and I right. think that that's what Thomas really accomplished here. And, and I would challenge anybody, if you ever have like a hardware idea and you just have a little bit of curiosity, it's amazing what Let's you can it. do in your garage. Like what I was saying, I went and bought copper clad off of Facebook marketplace and this stuff was from the Reagan era. And it was wow. <laughs> and I try and, and I just remember, and it was just fun to just like buy a toner, printer from you know best buy and and just you know use some use what do you call it um <laughs> nail polish remover and acetone to take the uh, to take it off the paper, wow. and paper and it leaves the tracks on the <laughs> copper clad and then you go to home depot buy some muriatic acid uh combined with some hydroperoxide we're our safety equipment of course because that's that <laughs> <laughs> And the Department of Health is like, where does this guy live? Exactly. <laughs> Somebody knocking on the on the garage door. Well, it's used to clean swimming pools, so it's not necessarily like non-residential grade. That's so, true. Yeah. So I was wearing the respirator and everything, and uh, the 3M respirator, and it was just, it was just amazing. It was just such a great feeling to have all that copper in a way, except for what was under the the tracks under the mm -hmm. owner. And then you just use the nail polish remover to remove it. And then you just have like a little yellow piece of fiberglass with copper tracks left. 
Wow. And you solder the components on, you, 3D, you take your 3D printed pieces, put them together. And it was just a good feeling. It's like, we, it's like this was built in, in my garage. This is fantastic. Now, not consumer grade, but it sure. certainly works quite enough to say there's there there might be a product here. I didn't have to go and hire, you know, six engineers to do it. I mean, that kind of stuff comes later. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Garage innovation for the wind, just holy smokes. And when you look at all of the groundbreaking achievements that we have accomplished, I mean, my lord, you know, can we all talk about, you know, just what Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, and um, it's just absolutely amazing. And just to say one more thing as far as the um how intuitive the thing is, I mean, my eight-year-old picked it up and it was just like wow boom you know like he like he's owned it for weeks so mm -hmm. um but one thing I, I i was curious to uh uh curious on thomas i remember you and i were speaking a little bit in expo in in regards to the compatibility for being that the um hardware the high performance hardware uh handheld market is starting to kind of show rear their heads us uh, i guess i should say um has it has there been any uh looks at compatibility with Steam Decks or the um I think um uh, the Republic of Gaming? Rogue, I can't think uh, Yeah, that, that handheld. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it either. So the platforms we've tested on and confirmed that do work is mm -hmm. PC, uh Windows, Mac mm -hmm. OS, and Android. We have gotten questions about the Steam Deck and uh, the Ace in the Asus ROG uh, device or whatever that I, I know which one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Alley, I think it's Alley. Is it the Alley? Okay, because yeah, it, Rogue Alley. Yeah, so we will have to test and confirm, but I think those all run some. Well, actually, the controller works on Linux as well, although and which ah. a lot of those platforms are based off of. Sure, so sure. My answer is they 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 should work, but we have to mm -hmm. test it before we, right. before we officially say so. Um, you know, but other other platforms, but other platforms out there, uh, those are the main ones. Is like the Mac OS, Windows, and Android. Those are the three. For ones sure, for right sure, now. for sure. Wide coverage, wide coverage, indeed. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we're we're back to the garage here. So I could just I could just imagine <laughs> you. I mean, just just you're, you're you're a mad scientist right now, right? You're just trying to pull all these things together. Um, how is, and I have a wife and kids, so I understand the struggle. How is the family re responding to all this? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure my wife watching this is laughing right now, but it, they, they have been absolutely supportive and amazing. And my wife has, has too. And, um, I, I think she was a little, I, I'm sure she was a little surprised. Like, where did this, where did, where did turning your garage into a fab, where did this come from? Because I've always been a software person and mm -hmm. it's always a joke, you know, how many, how many software engineers does it take to screw in a light bulb? And the answer is none, not the hardware problem. And, <laughs> and, and so it was a huge gap to learn how to do hardware and it was a fun little challenge and my wife has been immensely supportive of it and i i know that i was missed at times i know that uh, there was moments where i was like really busy and preoccupied with this but but this is just kind of what happens when you're starting to build something Indeed. and thankfully i've had help too you know, bringing together a really great team, uh, both inside Yaman and as well as some contractors on the outside that we're super grateful for, uh, for their involvement. And, and it's a little weird, like taking my baby and handing it off <laughs> and still being involved in a lot of some of the engineering decisions. Right. But it's, it's 
you realize how much this is a huge team effort. I mean, it takes supply chain and it takes marketing and it takes uh, design, mm -hmm. industrial design engineers. And it takes, mm -hmm. um, it takes using, um, it takes, it takes using a fabrication shop to kind of create parts that are a bit more close to uh, what you get in production um, wow. and, and get the injection mold, injection molding shaped up because with manufacturing, it's one thing to 3D print something, but just because you can 3D print it does not mean it will come out of an injection mold, which is how you make plastic parts, you know, on mass. Mm, yeah. And there's little things like draft angle you have to worry about. So if if the part doesn't pop out because there's hooks and stuff in it, it's kind of like having a wall maker, a waffle maker that has hooks in it and you can't pop the waffle out because ah, got it. that's yeah, the wow. same problem. And that's really right. And there's a huge amount of art and industrial design expertise. And I'm grateful. Um, there's one, one guy we brought on board, Matthew Perez. And I found, I found him on, on YouTube because he just is a very generous guy. He likes to give information away about industrial design. He's like, I like this project. I would like to help out. And I was like, and he has been just an absolute <laughs> phenomenal talent. It's just unreal how fast that guy works and That's how awesome. fast he iterates. Holy so, smoke. yeah. That's, wow. That's that's man. I wish I had that level of uh, ingenuity and innovation in me, but uh, I'll leave me it up too. to uh, much smarter individuals like yourselves. Dwight, I kind of want to go back to flight sim for a second because it, you know Thomas mentioned you you weren't really big into flight simming. Uh, I'd imagine now you're a little bit more uh, involved with it, uh, probably even testing out the product itself. Do you have uh, a favorite aircraft that you fly in the sim these days? So yeah, as you can imagine, I'm I'm very beginner, like on honestly still still testing. Um, honestly, the, there were times where I did have a Yaman prototype, and then I would give it away immediately to engineers because I'm like, you guys are part of the critical path, and you're better than me, and this is much more useful in your hands for the sake of getting this to market than me having it. Um, but I will say, you know, just just going back to basics, the uh, the uh, Cessna 172 is oh, just. Nice. Just, for the win, for the yeah, win. you know, it's it's really <laughs> all I'm qualified to do to get off the ground fly. Um, I love I love uh, flying around um, Indianapolis and and Monument Circle, and I would actually do the the uh, the I did the flight out. I took so we did a business trip to Louisville, and one of my uh, good friends lives down in in Kentucky or, or just um, on the other side of the river on in, in Southern Indiana. And we were playing in his living room. We took a gaming laptop and plugged it into his TV. And mm -hmm. so we're like playing in, you know, with like wow. a, a 60 inch and we were flying from our supplier in Kentucky all the way up to Indianapolis where, where I live. Um, and so like those, those are the pretty like, pretty basic flights that i do um i'm yeah. not i'm not quite up to the to like yeah i'm i'm more of the beginner if you talk to thomas he's got he's got a lot more experience um john ostrauer definitely like he he has like unlocked the potential like thomas built it and john's like <laughs> you know what you can do with this right and he's like we're sending this <laughs> so like he's 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 stress tested this thing he like accidentally he's like hey good news It'll survive a fall from a desk because it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like John's really run it through the the uh, 
the whole gamut of of uh, what it can do both physically and software wise. Um, but yeah, Cessna, I'm super basic. I'm the supply chain guy. That's why they have me here. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, basic is good. Back to Gotta fundamentals. Product. <laughs> yeah. Back to fundamentals. The old, uh, you can't go wrong in all Cessna. Johnny, I caught you a little serious joke over there underneath your breath. Whatever. It's all right. It's all yeah, right. Whatever, whatever, all you know. good. Oh, I missed mm. that. What was it? We gotta hear this. Oh yeah, man. Well, you, you know my uh, my my new best friend Dwight, since he's also, you know, also into all things Cessna, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I said know. that. Yeah, Mike wished he was in a Cessna yesterday. Oh, it wasn't that bad, man. It wasn't that bad. So. <laughs> I did a little evening flight yesterday, and uh, the the G one thousand had some uh, ICAST issues with some of the uh, the uh, the fuel flow and uh, the power percentage uh, transducer failure, I believe, on the Garmin. They're checking it out today, but nothing detrimental. It's all right, yeah. Charlie. It's all right. I survived. Hey, I got. <laughs> I got you, boy. I got you. <laughs> oh man. Um, I, I guess uh, the probably the next question I have for you guys is uh, what, what does timelines look like as it relates to you know the product and even some of the, the upcoming things that you guys uh, have that you're willing to share? Yeah, so um, if there's anything that we've learned from the pandemic is to have soft timelines. Um, yep. Also, we don't want to push out a, a flawed product. So that's always been what kind of keeps me up at night. Um, we don't want uh, to to ship out something just because we said we would ship it out on this date. And then mm -hmm. we all of a sudden, so there's companies that are very, very good at the return process. Why? Because they do a lot of returns. <laughs> I want us to be customer centric. If there's ever a customer who says, I want you to return this or like, I want to return this, but it's it's because it's doing what's best for the customer, not because we do it a lot. Um, and so with that being said, timelines, um, currently we are slated to, uh, like if you, if you go on sporties, uh, mid August is when they, they are, are currently slated to have the, the Yaman in stock. Um, we had some, I mean, if, for those of you who, who played with the prototype at FS Expo, you'll notice that, that there was some minor sinking in the, in, in the top of the controller, um, functionally did not impact at all how the controller operated. But obviously, like for a consumer product, that's a flaw. So we don't want that in there. Mm -hmm. um, and so and so we've been stress testing and looking at some of the cosmetic flaws. And so the the beauty of having this made in the US, we don't have to ship molds back overseas. We don't have to mm -hmm. wait for more proto like or right. for more parts to be shipped to us. Mm -hmm. So you know we've been working with our supplier, our first tier supplier and second tier supplier um, and our machine shops are really our third tier supplier um, in this whole process um, all all in the US um, and so they they are working to have those updates currently made um, and the the current schedule is to have mid August um, and so we'll let you know everyone know if that if that changes um, but but really it is we are obsessed about making, I mean, if you're going to say it's made in the USA, it has to be a premium product. And so we're not going to rush yeah, anything out. It's true. Um, and we, and, and, and we have the close network and logistics to, to move things in a reasonable amount of time uh, to make those changes. So um, yeah, like that's, 
that's our current stances is is uh mid-august cool wow cool too cool as far as the um as far as so i'm being that this is a uh, a handheld controller, I think one. Uh, and this is just purely Johnny's opinion, so it's absolutely it's worth absolutely nothing. But you know, um, those uh, those users who have limited space, things like that, or uh, limited funds. As far as the price of this particular product, uh, what's the price? Can, uh, what's what is the price point that uh, we can be looking at? Go ahead, Tom. Oh, uh, either was can answer. <laughs> yeah, so the, the MSRP, so the retailer price is going to be two forty nine, and if you go on mm -hmm. Sporties, you'll see that's the price that uh, two forty nine ninety nine, which is the price that we've um, that we've committed to. Mm -hmm. And and the one thing to keep in mind too is that is that when you look at how much a full setup can cost, so getting the yokes, exactly, getting the, getting the pedals on the floor, mm -hmm. and getting the um, the throttle quadrants and everything, mm -hmm. we really do believe the value proposition is there. And mm -hmm. so that, and, and, and if you don't want to, and I wouldn't compare it necessarily to a game pad because there's so much more to this than, than just having that game pad like form factor. Mm -hmm. It really is an uncompromised flight sim control so solution. And of course I'm biased. Um, but people who fly it and I know Johnny, I know you've flown this. There, oh, absolutely. Or, yeah. There's, there's, there's this strange removal of the hardware kind of get, getting in your way of the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that, and I found, and again, like I said, I'm biased, but you, you <laughs> find yourself not trying to remember what control does what and how that maps to this in the cockpit and that to the cockpit. It's just, everything mm -hmm. just kind of clicks and feels natural. Right. And most people we've, we've seen this, we've seen this a lot where a lot of folks, they, um, they look at the controller with some with some skepticism, but the moment they try it, they're like, "Wow, this is this this feels really good." Like oh, yeah. I actually never thought it was possible to fly a virtual plane on a real airplane. This this is just unreal. So it's just <laughs> nice to hear those kinds of reactions. We actually yeah. taken those meta photos of you know, John Estrada has taken photos of him flying the Yaman controller on a MacBook Air. On you know on a Boeing on a Boeing seven thirty seven so following the plane on the the SIDS and the stars just like he is That's <laughs> yeah That's yeah funny. so yeah two forty nine ninety nine is is the price point that uh, that that's that's going to be retail for. Too cool. Yeah, and just to kind of, um, I'm sorry, Mike, you totally about to say something. I slid right in there. Oh, um, but yeah, no, just to kind of. Um, just to kind of chime in there, um, I, I totally agree, Thomas. I know I when I, I first heard you guys, this was way back when the, the news first dropped. And, um, you know, me being the old salty dog I am, I, I was a little skeptical, not going to lie. And um, I, I saw in the expo, you know, you guys are going to be there. And so I definitely made a point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to check these guys out because um, to your, you know, to your previous point, there's nothing else like it. You know, mm -hmm. if you want to get in the flight simulation, you got to have, you got to have a yoke. You got to have throttles. You got to have rudder pills to have any sort of viable experience. And, um, you know, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So, you know, for, you know, um, you know, custom consumers like my little eight year old there, you know, he can be in his room and, and me as a parent, I don't have to drop six, seven hundred dollars for a honeycomb, <laughs> you know, or, you know, anything like that. So, um yeah, um, that's that was I think that was one of the questions that, you know, uh, 
I, 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 some of our listeners were was having, like, you know, as far as, you know, price point and things like that. So, um, no, um, I mean, like I said, I'm, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely post some links there in the description as well. Uh, I mean, it's Sporties, right? So everybody knows where that, everybody, where, knows everybody everyone knows where to find Sporties, right? So that's, that's, that's too cool. Too cool. And, and I'll add this as well. There's all of those, and I want to emphasize too, all of those rudder yokes and, and throttle quadrants, really freaking fantastic hardware, absolutely fun to use. And, and there, what we see is with this controller is just two markets people who already have that stuff mm-hmm. and want to go mobile mm-hmm. with their favorite hobby which which i which i think there's a lot of people who fall in that camp because mm-hmm. you know fly simmers love their hardware yep. and and then there's also just folks like we were originally talking about the people with like real you know real estate real estate issues or people that don't want to invest in the full setup and everything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I just want to just put that out there to emphasize all the HOTAS yokes, uh, rudder pedals, all just lo- wonderful hardware. Hope to have one in, 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 you know, in my attic or something one day, <laughs> but, uh, but currently sharing my house with my wife and two kids. This is one of those. Inventions <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's no, that, that totally makes sense. I mean, I, all, all of those peripherals have their, have their place right so um you know and especially like for me you know of course i have the full setup but i travel on a weekly basis so you know there's times you know i may have some time in a hotel or whatever or you know it may be someone you know what to your point thomas real estate issues where you know this is a this is a very good solution for him so um you know all all good points there sorry for the previous interception there my were we going to say there my friend no i mean i think <laughs> i think you guys covered it all it uh you know beyond i think you know thomas mentioned for folks that already have all the hardware sometimes even when you have all the hardware you're still looking for a viable solution to take it on the road like johnny just mentioned right he travels a lot for work but even just coming home from a busy day or whatever it is you may be doing and I've got a bunch of stuff here, right? And I got to take this off to connect this one and switch out this because I'm flying an Airbus and not a Boeing today. And it's just a lot of work. And you can just grab a console familiar like controller to 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 still sort of uh, provide that same level of experience is, is bar none, something we've never seen before. And again, I'm super excited for the product. Well, yeah, and I'm going to piggyback you. off of that, you know, and some folks just don't want the hassle of setting up the Bravos and oh, the Alphas, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You spend a new plane drops and you the first hour and a half, you're trying to set up your career. <laughs> minimum. Exactly. <laughs> minimum. minimum. Don't let it be DCS. <laughs> just hopefully somebody's done dropped a profile on dot two before you get home, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, Charlie. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. Um, you know, I'm not as far as outside of the compatibility issues, or whatever, but DCS, you're there for days. I love my DCS, days. but oh, you're really? there for Isn't days. Oh, love, man? My, yes, my, yes, bro. Yes, it's bad. It's bad. Wow. Yeah. Once you set up, everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of the things want... though, that I do, sorry, Tom, I just, no, I just want to in real, real quick. One of the things that, that we do want to have, like, what is the mission of our, our company? And, and we want to be a gateway to, to ultimately the, the larger, more in, you know, invested uh, flight hardware peripherals. Um, for those who, who, who are a little intimidated, who, who aren't ready, that like they would eventually go buy 
Honeycomb or Thrustmaster. Um, yeah, and, then, and then ultimately, you know, at, at some point, like, I mean, the, the country is currently experiencing a, a major pilot sh shortage. So if we can kind of be that gateway of hardware to the, to the gateway of the hardware that gets you to, to wanting to be a pilot, um, uh, we would love to be a part of that, of that, you know, um, revolution too, of, lowering that barrier and then, and then ultimately, um, uh, leading to the, the greater investments to becoming For a pilot. Sure. Absolutely sure. inspiring the eight year old that can just pick it up and go flying. Exactly. exactly. Awesome. And, 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 and now bugging his dad for a flight. Oh my. I was going to add to, so just, I don't want to go all shamwell shamwell guy sales pitch on you. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more. I haven't heard that one. One more, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> you can, you can you can use it with your, you know, when you're in the living room with your family. And actually this is oh, the folks over overkill simulations. Um, one of them, mm -hmm. one of them actually mentioned like, this is actually kind of nice because I can flight sim downstairs near my family in the living room or on the kitchen table or something, but not mm -hmm. seclude myself in the attic where my whole rig is upstairs. Up yeah. And yeah. that really resonated with me because that was actually one of my original motivations too, is like, I didn't want to shut myself in my office either. I kind of wanted to be, you know, near my family, near my wife, near my kids mm -hmm. somewhat and make that compromise. Like, well, at least I'm physically there and they can Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then my son will come, well, well, he's two, he will bring me the controller, a, a controller, you know, whether it's an Xbox controller or the Yama controller <laughs> and hand it to me because he wants to watch me fly. Yep. So mm. it's, it's fun. It, it's, it's one of those things too. It's like, it allows you to kind of be more part of the world. You can take it with you to a coffee shop and mm -hmm. which I've done several times. And it's just a really cool, surreal thing. It's like, am I really compressed during work sprints? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I've done that too. Cool. It's like, I have, Oh, I have 15 minutes. I'm a little burnt out. I'm going to just flight sim for 15 minutes. And you can feed those little impulses. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a, a good acronym that uh, our, our colleague, John Estrau came up with uh, OTP, not on time performance. Like us aviation folks know it's, opportunities to play or opportunity uh, <laughs> and, and there's a lot true. more of those when you have something like this it's yep, like it's true. You, can, you can fit in 15 minutes you know 20 minutes here and there and not you have to my cable with you wherever you go because if there's a larger screen you can plug into plug it plug it in yep yeah at yeah. my friend's house Absolutely. <laughs> i mean we struggle we all struggle with that i mean i know i do i get home from oh, work yeah. yeah i really want to go send something but i don't want to come out here fire everything oh yeah spend 30 minutes you know i'm telling you it's a process just grab it get in the 172 and like you said fly 15 minutes and you're done yep absolutely like sometimes i'm sitting on the couch <laughs> right you know i mean i'm telling you sometimes my sin rig i it, it might as well be parked in a hangar in an airport i mean it takes <laughs> absolutely as much effort to do that it's like oh my gosh I'm gonna yeah, i ain't going out there no right. <laughs> it's like 20 feet from the couch you know literally I'm not going oh, out there. gosh our first world problems charlie goodness it gracious. Is, <laughs> but that's awesome for sure for sure too cool so um i guess as far as you know the uh the release and everything and and i know you guys are getting prepped for that um 
after you know i know eventually you know um it'll be released and you guys you know will you know that project will be kind of you know not put behind you but kind of you know not as worthy right but um as far as as far as yaman what's 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 next so we we really want to think this is just the beginning we really do. So we have this controller. We're very, very vested in it. We we want this. We want. We need this controller to succeed. But we realize that there's um there's a huge ecosystem out there and it's changing and growing. And mm-hmm. there's a lot more folks interested in the flight simulation. And there's we we would like to we would like to keep uh, chasing that. I mean, we we want we, we would like to keep chasing flight simulation. And we have no intention of. Uh, you know, one hit wonder is a great deal. And if we achieve that, that's, that's, that's something, but we don't want to be just that. We really right. want it to be not just a product, but a company. And we really want to lean into this, lean into the strength of, of handheld flight simulation controllers. Um, and it, so we're not done. And I will, I will say that much. We are not done. We see that the flight simulation ecosystem is changing. It's growing and there's a lot Quickly. more. There's a yes, very quickly, very quickly, <laughs> and there's a lot more folks um, in getting interested in flight simulation from every walk of life and every background, and we just want to, we want to be there to help enable people and not have reluctance to pick it up. So, Bingo. so we yeah, have no intention done. We've heard tons of feedback, and we have written it all down. So. Uh, <laughs> We're aware of, 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 the need. of the preferences, of the ask, of the needs. It would be yeah. cool if you do this. Like, like we we are currently like that is queued up, and we're going to evaluate all of that feedback. So, so you know, if those, you know, it, when when it comes to like changing or like, well, you need to do this, and like the cost of changing a mold will delay. Like the yeah, it'll stop the product launch. Right, and so, right, right. So, um, um, it takes time. Know, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so you literally have to go back to R and D, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, but, but, you know, rest assured to, to everyone we've, we've talked to in person, we've seen on social media, like all of their, their feedback has been heard. It's been, it's been taken note of and, and, and we will see what we can do to pursue some of, uh, uh those, those suggestions. And to me, that speaks volumes for, you know, you guys as a newer company coming into the space that you're listening to the consumers. A lot of, sorry, but there's a lot of folks that don't do that. That's important. (laughs) Too many. Too Too many, many. unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, no, that's, that's, uh, I, I think... Listen, I, at the end of the day, we just saw Steve. First of all, welcome. Good to see you, uh, Steve, Steve from High Performance. Steve. And he tried it out at Infinite <laughs> Flight Booth at Expo. It was very nice. So, uh, again, I think to to everyone's point, the sentiment and the outlook is uh, is, is 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 great. And mm. everyone uh, just cannot wait to get their hands on it. Um, segueing just a little bit here because I know my two pals have uh we right we just talked about how flight sim is ever changing and it feels like every week there's a new product launch whether it's scenery uh, aircraft daily uh, almost utility hardware almost daily too yeah um the the Comanche the A2A Comanche for Microsoft Flight Sim 2020 was recently released what was that uh, a week ago now five days mm-hmm. ago I can't keep yeah, track yeah, but- 
By hey, a, week? a week and one day I was kidding. Oh, that's right. Who's counting? Eight days, twenty-three hours, I've done overhauled my engine. Literally, I'm not kidding. The way the two of you have been flying it, yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Sentiments, gents. Sentiments. I'll start with Charlie. What What do you think about that aircraft in the city? Man, it's just it's unreal. Like, yeah. it just, uh, I can't describe it. I said it in the last show. I just, there's no words, the feeling I get when I get in that thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, uh, and the fact they've already updated and it's been a week, like 1.1. Yep. 1.1's already out. out. That's cool. Interesting. How about you, Johnny? I don't know. They were kind of covered this last weekend, but you weren't here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. No, man. Um, actually, had with uh, having it for a week and um, really taking the opportunity because you guys know release days are just chaotic. It's like, man, I was it was literally five thirty in the morning. I'm about to go to work, and Charlie messaged me. <laughs> you know, he's in the Eastern time. He's like, bro. And like Charlie, Charlie always knows we're like, you know, snoozing probably at the time he, you know, gets ready to, you know, he's ready to eat lunch or whatever. But, you know, um, <laughs> time to he, feed the chickens. <laughs> right. You know, he's like, you know, he's dropping the message. I'm like, who's so I like get out of bed or my wife's freaking out. Like, you know, like someone's robbing the house or something. And I run into my office, download it, then get a chance to check it out. So having the week to actually really take the opportunity to, um, you know, partake in all the features. Um and this, bite me, just saying, probably the most, probably the highest fidelity single engine general aviation aircraft in sim, period. Wow. That's probably. saying something. Yeah. That's saying that something. Saying something. So, that's cool, man. Um, Imagine flying that with the yaw, man. Man, that's exactly what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, yeah. my little gaming <laughs> laptop. Because all the controls the are there. Right. Yeah. Watching TV with the fam, just exactly what Mr. Thomas said. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it is a good feeling. It's like, man, it I'm is. just here jamming on my coffee table, flight simming in full control exactly. of a plane or helicopter. Yep. And uh, just just still still here with my family. And you know what? Yep. If your kids get interested in it, even better. Even World better. More yep. people exactly. And we've had questions about the the helicopter and can the yaman control it and, and and john has been a huge advocate of saying you know like some were skeptical and and, and john mm -hmm. said you might be pleasantly surprised like how how well it translates over oh, oh okay. really That's oh neat. yep see steve there you go man the steve there high performance group steve. there yeah so um especially with the uh, h145 there oh my lord since you know you guys don't mess with i, I still mess with it but you got you know but uh, <laughs> but yeah just uh, just the ability to uh you know, to have that have that option there, and you're blasting it on the yeah, on the bit screen there is just phenomenal. Holy smokes! Yeah, there's if you go on Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, if you had a control, if you had a controller, you plug it in. Microsoft Flight Simulator already recognizes it, and it loads mm -hmm. three different profiles. There's one for uh, general aviation. There's another wow. one for jets, and then there's another one for helicopters. And Microsoft developed all three of them. We have we have. There's still some iteration going on with the control, uh, the control mm -hmm. schemas, but uh, but that was that the helicopter application is there, and uh, and and uh, you can you can expect there to be a, a very strong guideline out of the box on how to use it. Wow, nice, too cool. Too cool. And I'll give you guys a, a, a fun um, a scoop uh, on, and, and and we'll say it here first, but we also. Uh, we, we are internationally trademarked 
and we also have uh, our our design patent. Approved. Oh, that's that's wow. huge! Man. Yes, that's huge. congrats! Yeah. So congrats. this is the first place that we're saying it publicly. Um, cool. But, uh, you guys heard it here first. Heard here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And, and again, for those that, uh, oh my gosh, we're hour in already. <laughs> for those, for those that uh, just joined or recently joined, uh, we are on with uh, Thomas and Dwight from the Young Man team. Uh, it's uh, been a great conversation. Uh, just really talking through the inception of the product, how things are going, and and what's to come. And and obviously, you know, we couldn't let anyone off without them giving a background as it relates to their aviation life and, and, and interest and, and, and whatnot. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you guys have any questions for us or Thomas or Dwight, you guys know where the chat is. Obviously you can check out uh y'all man at uh head on over to sporties as well. Uh, again, you, you're able to pick up the, uh, or order the hardware there uh, for two forty nine fifty nine or 99, I believe 99. 99. Uh, and then uh, again, soft, soft dates here, but uh, they are looking at a, a mid August timeline. So uh, that is pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. It is for sure. Dwight Thomas, any uh, thanks for dropping that bomb on us, by the way. That's that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Anything else up your sleeves that you want to share with us or the team before we depart here? Oh, uh, that's definitely the big one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. No, that's uh, awesome. Well, this was a lot of fun. I, I hope you guys will have us on again. At, we should. Sure. Sure uh, this was a really, this was a really great hangout. Um, any, uh, any, anything else that, uh, and you wanted to ask us or anybody else in the comments want to ask us, we're happy to answer, but, uh, otherwise I'll just pass, I'll just pass back to you and not take any more of your, uh, your, your yeah, screencast time. It's been, it's been a pleasure talking <laughs> to all the three of you and, and definitely enjoyed it. So, I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a little over an hour, but it feels like it was like maybe twenty minutes. So it, it does. Well. We just go. That's when you know you're doing go. good. Yeah, that's why you know it's good. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah that's and, right. And and sure. and no one time guest is a one time guest on the Close Traffic Podcast. Uh, once no. you guys are on, it's family and. You're that's always good. welcome to come on, even if it's a last minute. Thing. Hey, man, I've got something to share with you and your audience. Yep. Again, we share we, <laughs> in, in true CTP fashion. We've got no sort of schedule or agenda. <laughs> no, no agenda. We're dropping live in 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> it's time to send it. Man, we where's my it. shirt? Oh. <laughs> where's, my shirt? where's the mic? Thankfully, we joke. Thankfully, we don't treat our 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 flight planning or uh, uh, or anything like that in the real world. No FA, we're good. No, no FA, we're good. We're good. We uh, we we actually one hundred percent legit abide by ninety one two zero three. But the podcast itself. Anything goes, man. We just go. Anyways, uh, enough banter. Again, I appreciate everyone uh, for taking the time to join us here. Uh, Thomas and Dwight, it's been a pleasure. Charlie, any parting words for our folks here in the audience? Everybody just stay safe, take care, and we'll catch you on the next one. And go dogs. Go dogs. Woof, woof. <laughs> How about you, Johnny? Hey, just say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. Um, not a whole lot. Just uh, you know, spayed and neuter animals and um blue <laughs> side up. It's um, you know, it's it's always nice to have speed and altitude. Try to keep playing those. Right. And it. uh yeah, take care of yourselves and each other. That's all I got.
Oh, man. All right, folks. Take care. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs>